Hello, friend. I've got a question for you. Have you ever felt lonely? Well, Dr. Paul Levine, the founder of this ministry, Bible Tracks Incorporated, and the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast, he says that he has. He's actually going to give us a personal illustration of that in just a moment while he continues a message titled, The Demand of Discipleship. Will you listen now as Dr. Paul Levine preaches for us? If you do the will of God and you follow the Lord like he wants you to follow him, you may know something about loneliness and suffer the suffering of loneliness and homesickness. I'll never forget when I went away to school. I was 15 years old. And uh, my brother and another, my two brothers, older brothers, took me to this school about a couple hundred miles from where I lived. And uh, I went up to find my, I found my room, and there I was, and, and uh, so a couple, few minutes later, I went downstairs to talk to my brothers, and man alive, they had left. They had taken off. I guess they figured that was the best way to do it, and I was absolutely, completely just overwhelmed with homesickness. It is awful. And uh, somebody said, well, why didn't you go home if you had felt the terrible and you're that homesick? Because you decide before you ever go that no matter what happens, you're going to stay there. That's why. And so, uh, I know what it's like, and you may have to know what it's like. Look, does God want you to go to a Christian college next fall? Don't rebel against that, young folks. Give in to God on this. And even if they have to suffer a little homesickness, don't let that bother you. Would you follow the Lord? Would you say, Lord, I'll follow you if you knew it meant go away, go away, leave home, and go away to a Christian college next fall? Here's something else. The Lord Jesus suffered the loss of a lot of friends. For a while, a lot of people followed him. Then he began to tell them exactly what it was going to mean. And, and after a while, the Bible says they turn and walk no more with him. You're liable to lose some friends if you do the will of God. You know, I had a bunch that I ran around with before I dedicated my life to God. And I, I wondered, now what's going to happen now? I dedicate my life to God. What's going to happen about the, 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 the boys I've been chasing around with? You know what? I didn't have to worry about them. They dropped me like a hot poker. I didn't have to bother about them at all. But I lost some friends. And you may lose some friends. I heard about a young man who was engaged to marry uh, a girl. And uh, so he broke and canceled the engagement. It wasn't easy, but he did it. You know what he said? He said, she's a professing Christian, but she doesn't know the Lord I know. And he canceled the engagement and lost this wonderful, what he thought at first was going to be a wonderful friend and a wonderful wife for him. But he found out she wasn't really saved. And he was man enough. And he was disciple enough to cancel the engagement. And it hurt him so much. Did you know that in two weeks he lost 21 pounds? That'd be a quick way to reduce, but it wouldn't be an easy way to reduce. But he was sick over it. And he lost the bride he was going to marry in obedience to the will of God because he was a disciple. You see? I remember one time I was preaching in a certain place, and usually in my meetings, uh, we used to have a young people's night, and we were going to have young people's night on Saturday night during this week. But this is Monday night. And I was very burdened about a certain message to the teenagers. So I went ahead and preached it on Monday night, gave an invitation. Among those who made decisions was a young lady, and she came forward, and they took her back in the prayer room, dealt with her, and came. When she came back, I found out what it was. She was engaged to marry a soldier, and he was away at camp. She got to wondering, should I marry this fella? I don't even know for sure if he's saved or not. And should I marry him? And she got bothered about it. And that day she prayed and she said, Dear Lord, give me your answer tonight in the sermon. Now, I didn't know that she had prayed that that morning. 
And she had no idea what I was going to preach about. And sometimes I don't either till almost the last minute. But here now, I preached on the very thing she needed to hear. Down the aisle she came, went back in a prayer room. They had prayer together. She came back and said to me, she said, brother, she told me what I just told you. And she said, brother Paul, I'm going to break the engagement. She's going to lose this boy. She's going to lose him. Some girls do anything in the world to hang on to a boyfriend. Boy, they never think about breaking an engagement. But this girl said, I, I'm not sure he's saved and I'm not sure I should marry him. So I said, what are you going to do about it now? She said, I'm going to call him up. I'm not even going to wait and write him. I'm going to go right home tonight and call him up at camp and tell him the marriage is off. And she did. Well, uh, I said, what are you going to do now? Well, she said, I believe I'm going to go away to Bible college. Oh, young folks, that's a wise thing to do. Do that, see? When you get through high school, go to Bible college somewhere. She went away to Bible college, and uh, and a uh, few months later, I was there speaking in chapel. And she came up and, and spoke to me, and she was real happy. And then about three, four years later, I was back to speak in that same chapel, and there she was again. And when she walked up to meet me, she had a young man with her. And she smiled, and, and she said, I want you to meet my fiancé, whatever that means. And that, uh, I, think, I think what that means is she's going to marry this guy. So I said to her kind of quietly, so this other fellow didn't hear it. I said, you're you going to marry this fellow? And she said, yes. I said, uh, aren't you sorry you gave up that soldier? Wouldn't you rather have him? And I thought she's going to vomit. Ugh. No, she didn't want that soldier now. She found a better man. Now, what if she had no bed got back there? What if she had gone ahead and married that unsaved soldier? You know what it had done, young folks? It would have just completely blasted and wrecked her whole life. But she broke the engagement, lost a friend, went away to Bible school, was a good disciple of the Lord, and the Lord gave her a better man. I don't know what you're going to have to suffer if you do the will of God. You may have to suffer the loss of friends and the loss of money and the loss of a good salary and the, and the loss of a good job, but you go ahead and lose it because it'll pay. Now, notice something else. He suffered, now listen to this, he suffered rejection by the very ones who should have received him. Now, look back at that verse again. He's, it says here, he's going to be rejected of the elders. Now, they should have known that he was the Christ and the scribes and the chief priests. They should have known who he was and they should have received him. But the very ones who should have received him were the very ones who rejected him. Now, that's a little hard to face sometimes. You know, some of the very ones, young people, ought to help you and pat you on the back and say, God bless you. We're glad you're taking a stand. We're glad you're going to Bible school. We're glad you're going to smash your rock records. We're glad you're going to throw away your dirty literature. We're glad you're going to quit smoking cigarettes. And we're glad you're going to quit messing with the drugs. And we're glad you're going to go to Bible college. And we're glad you're going to do the will of God. Not everybody will do that. And sometimes the very ones that ought to encourage you will be the very ones to reject you. And that will be hard. Sometimes it might be your own mother or your own dad. Did you know the Bible says in John chapter 7 and verse 5 that the Lord's own brothers, he had four half-brothers. They all had the same mother, but of course the Lord had no human father. But he had these four half-brothers, at least four that I know of, and uh, and the Bible says, neither did they believe in him. His own brothers. Boy, that must have been heartbreaking. They wouldn't believe him. Later on they did. After the crucifixion and the resurrection, they got saved. And, and one of them, by the name of Jude, wrote the book of Jude. Another one, James, wrote the book of James. But for a while, they even rejected him. In Psalm 69 and verse 8, 
the Bible is a, is a prophecy about Christ, and he says, I was a stranger to my brothers and an alien to my mother's children. What does that mean? That means that right in the family, they rejected him. Now, maybe some of you will have to go through this. I've talked to a lot of young folks who've had to suffer this. This is, this is a hard one to take, but you may have to do it. You know, I remember one time preaching in a place, and it was Thanksgiving season, and a lot of college kids were home for the, uh, for the Thanksgiving. So when I got through preaching on, on Sunday morning, they were going to, most of them were going to leave Sunday afternoon and get back to their colleges, but they had a lot of college kids there and high school kids. So at the close of Sunday morning service, a lot of them came forward to dedicate their lives to God. And they were standing clear across, clear across the front of the building. And uh, so I said, well, I thought, boy, isn't this wonderful? Good. Look at all these young folks here standing here dedicating their lives. So I say, hey, mom, dad, tell you what, when we sing the next stanza, I want all you mothers and dads walk down here. If your son or daughter's here, I want you to walk down and stand with your son and stand with your daughter. And that'll be your way of telling them that you are interested in what they're doing. You're going to back them in their dedication. These young folks dedicating their lives to be preachers and missionaries and evangelists and, and Christian workers. And maybe they go away to Bible college. Maybe they leave home. Maybe someday land on a mission field. But mom and dad, come on, stand with them now. Encourage your sons and daughters. We sang a whole stanza. Not one single parent came. Not even one. And so I said, well, I guess you misunderstood me. I, what I want is I want you mothers and dads come down here and encourage your children. Come on now, while we sing the next stanza. Sing another stanza. Now, nobody came. We sang four stanzas, not one mother, not one dad in that whole church of fundamental Baptist, independent Baptist church, not one single parent walked down there and stood with one of their children. I don't know how they felt. I know how I would have felt. I would have felt rejected by my parents if I had been one of them. Well, when the meeting was all over, I was going to go down there and shake hands with them. But by the time I got down there, they had decided to on something else. And I heard one of them say, let's have a prayer time. And the next thing I knew, they were lined up. They went through a door and they were heading for somewhere. And boy, I wouldn't have missed it for anything. So I just tagged along. And they went to a room way in the back of the church. And they all got down on their knees in a circle, in a big circle. So I got down on my knees with them. And down on their knees, they prayed all the way around. They were dedicating their lives. They prayed for themselves. Dear Lord, I'm giving my life to you. I'm surrendering my life to you. It was beautiful, wonderful to hear these prayers. And when they'd gone all the way around the circle, I wondered to myself, what's going to happen now? Well, they didn't have long to wait. You know what happened next? They started around the second time. The first time around, they prayed for themselves. The second time around, they prayed for whom? Mother and dad. Oh, right they went. Right one after another, praying for their parents, praying for their parents, praying for their parents. One 15-year-old boy, I'll never forget his prayers. It, it was moving. He said, dear Lord, help my dad to get on the ball for you. It wasn't the father praying for his son. It was the son praying for his father. And after they prayed for their parents and they got up and left. That night in the service, I told the church and the people and the congregation, the parents, what had happened that morning. And I said, I want you mothers and dads to know that, and you remember that not a one of you came down and they encouraged your son or daughter this morning. And when they went back in that prayer room after they dedicated their lives to God, those young people prayed for you, mother and dad. It's you they prayed for and they're the, you the ones that needed to be prayed for. 
And I said, I'll tell you what, your young folks have gone, most of them. But I said, you can do it in this meeting. I said, tonight, will you mothers and dads walk down this aisle and get on your knees and tell God you're sorry that you didn't encourage your young people this morning and tell God you're glad that they're dedicating their lives to you and the one young folks who are here will be glad to know it. I said, would you do that? We sang two or three stanzas and not one single mother or dad bothered to budge or do one single thing to encourage their young people. Now, young folks, that's a sort of rejection. I think we were on the verge of a revival that day. And I think they quenched the spirit. My friend, what a thought. Let's not quench revival. Let's be disciples of Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening today. Join us tomorrow. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him. <music>